Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 So it looks like we're at a point of the season where we're finally starting to understand how backfields are shaping up, how passing games are going to look. And some of them, wildly surprising. We'll get into all of that in just a minute. But also, we're finally starting to understand which teams are actually really good and which are terrible. But as I looked through everything for this week, one thing I realized is there are actually some pretty damn good players on some pretty terrible teams. And, well, buckle in because we're going to be targeting some of them today. As you know it, we're not talking about the top options every week. You can go somewhere else for that. We want to dive into the nitty-gritty, some of the flex plays that you need with bye weeks, with uh, so many teams being ravaged by injuries, the running back, wide receiver position, you name it. If that's what you're here for, I got you covered every week. One short video. Let's dive into it. And before we do, oh, hey, I'm Dave Lochran from awesomeo.com. Hit that thumbs up. Only takes a second. Helps us greatly combating the YouTube overlords. And uh, subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so yet. We'll continue to put out free content no matter what. But it certainly helps us when you subscribe. Hit that thumbs up. Let's dive into it. Daryl Williams disappointed a lot of people last week, but so did the entire Chiefs offense. It was an outright catastrophe on every level where they failed to score a single touchdown across 60 minutes. So it's no surprise Williams only logged five carries and four targets given that, well, Kansas City was down 27-0 at halftime. Having said that, the Chiefs are still minus 200 to make the playoffs. That's a 67% implied probability. And they're still sixth in offensive touchdowns per game. So we aren't backing off of Williams just because he ran into a red-hot Titans buzzsaw on Sunday. Consider this. Williams carried the ball 21 times in a Week 7 road win against Washington, where they were actually trailing at halftime. He's also been targeted four-plus times in three straight weeks and has three receptions in every one of them. Moreover, Williams leads the Chiefs in red zone carries with 13. That's six more than Clyde Edwards-Alaire and is the only five goal line carries for Kansas City among their running backs, of which he scored on all but one of them. We all know the Chiefs aren't as dominant as they've been in previous years, but they are still 10-point home favorites against the banged-up Giants team that ranks 22nd in run defense DVOA and is allowing the ninth-most rushing yards per game. You absolutely have to go back to the well with Williams on Monday night and expect him to play around 75% of snaps. Lock it in. DJ Moore got off to an electric start this season and was the wide receiver four through the first four weeks of the year. He's the wide receiver 26 since week five, though, as the Panthers cave in upon themselves. Sam Darnold has been awful and was benched last week, although Matt Rule says he will be starting in week eight, and no other team has dropped more passes than Carolina this season. Still, Sunday presents a huge bounce-back spot for Moore, who, despite his underwhelming production of late, is still second in the league in targets, fourth in receptions, and sixth in receiving yards, 
while garnering nearly 30% of his team's looks this season. And I know this might sound crazy, but I'm not even opposed to starting Robbie Anderson this week if you desperately need a flex. You won't believe these numbers, but I'll have you hear them anyway. Over the last four weeks, Anderson's 38 targets ranked seventh in the NFL. He has a 25% target share and 35% of his team's air yards over that span, but is somehow the wide receiver 56 and 78th in receiving yards. What? Seriously, think about that. The guy's getting all the volume in the world and doing absolutely nothing with it. So on one hand, this just illustrates how the air yard stat can be total bullshit if a player is dropping passes or can't get open or the ball is thrown nowhere near him. But on the other hand, these guys are getting absolutely peppered with targets. And eventually the production will catch up, even if the guy throwing him the football isn't very good. The Falcons' pass coverage is objectively not great, ranking 30th in pass defense DVOA according to Football Outsiders and having already allowed 15 touchdowns through the air. This game has real shootout potential, and with Christian McCaffrey still sidelined, Joe Brady will have no choice but to keep the ball in Darnold's hands and let him chuck. It's hard to believe Khalil Herbert will be the lead back in Chicago heading into Week 8, but get this. He is second in rushing attempts over the last three weeks behind only Derrick Henry, and has racked up 18-plus carries in all three games despite getting smoked by both the Bucs and the Packers. Even with Damian Williams returning to action last week, Herbert outsnapped him 77% to 17 and outtouched him 23 to 4. I mean, shit, this guy racked up 100 rushing yards against the Tampa Bay team that simply doesn't allow 100-yard rushers, ever. So while David Montgomery is eligible to return this week, his initial timeline to come back was four to five weeks, and there hasn't been any news out of Chicago, which suggests he'll sit for another week. Plus, why rush him back when Herbert's been this good? If you landed Herbert off the waiver or kind of got lucky like myself and drafted him late in a lot of dynasty leagues, you're going to have a real tough time sitting him when he's averaging 21 touches per game over the last three weeks. It's also pretty cool to see that Herbert is third in missed tackles forced since becoming involved in the Bears offense and fourth in yards after contact. This guy is producing. The 49ers run defense is slightly above average this year, but what does it matter at this point? Herbert's volume and efficiency have been great despite an awful Bears offense and terrible play calling. You just got to keep plugging him in. Bad football teams can still produce some quality fantasy options. Just look at DeAndre Swift, Jalen Hurts, James Robinson, and a whole lot more of them. That could be Michael Carter this week. And really, who cares if Zach Wilson isn't starting? It's not like he's been elevating his skill players anyway, so as wild as it sounds, Mike White really isn't much of a downgrade. The Jets just traded for Joe Flacco too, and while it's unlikely that he'd start against the Bengals, he would actually be an upgrade from Wilson and obviously from Mike White too. Either way, Michael Carter played a season and career high 72% of snaps last week and appears to be taking the reins as the Jets lead back. He saw 11 carries, 8 receptions, and 20 total looks despite New York getting their doors blown off in Foxborough. So regardless of game script, Carter's going to be heavily involved. And we already know how valuable targets are for running backs anyway. Carter ran 26 routes last week, which almost doubled up Ty Johnson, even though the latter was still targeted seven times. But it only makes sense that Carter continues to take away more and more of the workload from the Jets' other backs. And his snap count from Week 7 suggests that'll definitely be the case going forward. The Jets are a really bad team, so they won't see a ton of opportunities in the red zone, but Carter leads them and carries inside the 20 and has six looks inside the 10, so we know he'll be involved there too, hopefully taking more work away from Johnson in Week 8. Oh, and last week, Mike White targeted his running backs on an insane 47% of pass attempts. We'll take that in PPR leagues all day long.
If you love fantasy football and you haven't played daily fantasy football yet, well, I got an amazing offer for you. And my only hesitation in telling you this is that you're just going to stop watching my videos here on this channel. But that's cool. You can head over to our main channel, the DFS one, and, uh, well, we'll be square. But check this out. If you sign up for Yahoo Fantasy as a new user, got to be a new user, using the link below in the description and deposit just $10 or more if you'd like, but only has to be $10. You will get one full free month of Awesome O Plus Platinum. That's everything on the site. And it's not just football, baseball, basketball, hockey, PGA, MMA, NASCAR, even esports. If they have contests out there, we've got content for it. And all of the tools you need to win at Yahoo as well. Ownership projections, player projections, top stack tool, boom, bust tool, the lineup builder, and so much more. All of which are built by the number one ranked DFS player out there. Awesomeo himself won millions of dollars using these very tools I'm talking about right now. So check it out. Go to Yahoo. Sign up using the link in the description. Deposit $10 or more. They will send their information over to us, and we will email you with the steps to get your free month of Awesomeo Plus Platinum and $90 value. You got to check DFS out. You're going to love it. And, well, you can use all of the tools on the site and, of course, follow along every single day of the week with our DFS content on the Awesomeo YouTube channel as well. Check it out. Link in the description below we'll see you over there last year miles sanders couldn't catch a football and this year he can't catch a break just as nick sirianni decided that running the football might be conducive to scoring points sanders sprained his ankle and was carted to the locker room while it's really unfortunate for those of us who were still holding out hope it's going to open up plenty of opportunities for kenneth gainwell to produce in sanders absence gainwell is tied for first in red zone targets on the eagles this season and has a 13.7 percent target share too that's with Zach Ertz and Miles Sanders on the field for most of those games. With Sanders hurt and Ertz gone last week, Gamewell had a 26% target share, second to only Devontae Smith, who I'm still starting this week, even though he struggled because of Jalen Hurts' ineptitude. And both of them combined for over 55% of Hurts' total targets. And I know what you're thinking. The Eagles won't need to throw much against the Lions like they've been forced to do in other weeks. And you might be right, but consider this. Detroit has allowed a league-high six receiving touchdowns to running backs, but are also allowing nearly 30 rushing attempts per game to their opponents. They're an equal opportunity defense when it comes to coughing up production to opposing backs. And let's not pretend that this Eagles offense is some juggernaut. So I wouldn't be shocked if they're playing from behind once again. Gamewell played 61% of snaps after Sanders went down last week. And while he only had five carries, it's hard to get much volume on the ground when you're down by three scores. A little added bonus player here. For those of you in deep leagues or with teams that are ravaged by injuries or just have too many underperforming players but you aren't out of the hunt quite yet, you might want to take a flyer on Boston Scott this week. He saw the only two goal line carries on Sunday among all running backs for Philly, and he scored. He played 40% of snaps after Sanders was removed and carried the ball seven times, which was two more than Gainwell. He also ran 12 routes and was targeted twice. If the Eagles activate Jordan Howard from the practice squad, Scott definitely loses value. But if there was ever a game where the Eagles' backfield could actually do serious damage, it would be against the Lions. Keep in mind, though, that Scott is nothing more than a desperation play for those of you in deep leagues or struggling with injuries. But given the uncertainty in this Eagles' backfield, he could end up splitting the workload on Sunday, for all we know. And this Eagles' offensive line is still pretty good when it comes to run blocking. James Robinson squares off against the Seahawks team that just surrendered 10 receptions, 128 yards, and a touchdown to Alvin Kamara on Monday Night Football. Now, Robinson is no Kamara, of course, but he does have easy 20-plus touch upside in this matchup. 
especially given how completely inept Seattle's offense has looked without Russell Wilson. This is actually one of those few matchups of the year where Jacksonville could actually lead in time of possession, which would be a huge boon for Robinson's outlook. Robinson is the Jaguars' clear lead back now, seeing that Carlos Hyde went from leading the team in carries in week one to being conservatively used in three following weeks where he was healthy to not receiving a single carry in week six, where the Jags got their first win since September 2020. Robinson's running a route on 60% dropbacks, which is nice, but is also getting 88% of running back carries since week five. Meanwhile, the Seahawks are allowing the third most rushing yards to their opponents on a whopping 32 attempts per game. Jacksonville is only a three and a half point dog this week, and given Robinson's huge volume of late, I wouldn't be surprised if he finishes as a top five back in week eight. Since week three, Robinson is the RB6 and should have no trouble keeping it going on Sunday. I originally reserved this spot for Alan Lazard, but it looks like that won't be happening this week now that he's joining Devontae Adams on the COVID-19 reserve list. Granted, we could see more Packers dropping off as we near Thursday's showdown against the Cardinals, but we have to talk about what this means for the remaining pass catchers and running backs for Green Bay. First off, Adams has commanded a monster 33% of the Packers' targets this season, which will have to be redistributed elsewhere against the Cardinals. And while Lazard had been mostly an afterthought this year, he did have a 20% target share over the last two weeks, so this will be a noticeable absence too. Enter Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who hasn't played since week three, but is expected to be activated for Thursday, where the Packers won't have the luxury of playing conservative football as six-point road dogs to the 7-0 Cardinals. So here's how I see it. Valdez-Scantling saw a 17.6% target share in the three weeks he played, easily the second highest behind Adams. And an insane eight of his 14 targets were at least 20 yards downfield. He is still second on the Packers in deep targets by five, despite playing only three weeks. If he plays and isn't limited, Valdez Scantling becomes a great waiver wire ad. Randall Cobb has been modestly involved and Robert Tunyon has two or fewer receptions in five of seven games. But one of them will also need to step up this week. Tunyon makes the most sense. He's still a red zone threat and should see way more work inside the 20 with Adam's sideline, making him a very strong tight end option against Arizona. I also expect Aaron Jones to be featured in the passing game even more and absolutely love him this week with Adams expected to sit. The Cardinals secondary has played well above expectation this year, credit to them because no one saw it coming. But Rodgers is one of the best to have ever played and has thrown multiple touchdowns in every game since week two. The anticipation that Green Bay won't be able to lean on the run and with Adams and Lazard's near 14 targets per game likely out of the lineup, mostly Adams of course, we can legitimately look to Valdez, Scantling, and Tunyon as great flex starters, while Jones could see huge passing game involvement himself. Monitor the situation closely though, and take the next man up approach if any of these guys land on the list. Be sure to check out everything we've got going on at awesomeo.com, sports betting, fantasy football, DFS, you name it, and hit me up on Twitter at Lofty underscore D, L-O-U-G-H-Y underscore D. Thanks as always for watching. Good luck this week, and we'll catch you back here for the next one. Peace.